Hello and welcome to the Comedians Playing Fantasy Premier League podcast with me, John Richardson. And me, Matt Ford. Did you see um, Pep Guardiola listed who his three idols were this week? Um, do you think oh, you were one now. of them? Oh, I know that the third one is like a, a, a diva. or Oh, Julia Roberts is the big one. Yes, Julia Roberts. Well, yeah, Julia Roberts is the big one. Who are the other two? Oh, Cluffy well, and um, uh, Van Hal. Ian Wone. Um, Wone and Stoney. Um, well, news news to uh, these people, I'm sure, that Julie Roberts is the big one. Tiger Woods and Michael Jordan. Well, they kind of make sense. Although Tiger Woods feels a bit tricky as, a, as an yeah, idol. Yeah, it's tricky now, isn't it? It's very much... very Well, he's sort of redeemed himself, hasn't he? Because he's not doing the live golf thing. So I think everyone's like, well, you know, he's a good guy. Mm. Mm. That cancels out. No. But anyway. Anyway. Anywho. Anyway. Anyway, um, Julia Roberts being his favourite. I mean, I, I think he's slightly tongue-in-cheek, but I, I like the fact that he's picked Julia Roberts. Yeah, if you had to pick a uh, an actor of the last of, from yesteryear. Oh, I've always thought Sigourney Weaver's fantastic. I love the Alien films and Ghostbusters. Yeah. Uh, who else? Oh, Paddy Considine. Yeah. Who are you picking anyway? Uh, Rick Moranis, John Candy, and Steve Martin. Okay, three white guys. Yeah. Yeah. That's the film they were in. Pick a woman, John. Come on. Jodie Foster. Great choice. Great. Although, she, for some reason, my mum found her very irritating. Okay, well, I'll take her off the list then. I don't want to upset your mum. Okay, take her... Uh, Foster, out. Who's in? Whoopi Goldberg. Great choice. Sister Act, Jumping Jack Flash, etc. Jumping Jack Flash. Do you want to check in with your mother on uh, Whoopi Goldberg and get back to us next I know week? for a fact she finds her very, very funny. She will okay. absolutely sanction that choice. I love that you know exactly which actors your mum approves of. Yeah, she was very vocal about people's celebrities <laughs> she didn't, didn't like when we were growing up. But you say very vocal, just like you'd hear a shouting from the other room. I think she was just always very clear about who was... Matthew, sit down. We're going to go through this week's TV Times. I'm going to tell you who's a twat and who isn't. I want you to remember <laughs> this in case it pops up on a podcast when you're fodder. It's amazing the things you remember from your childhood, isn't it? It is, yeah. Your mum's view on Whoopi Goldberg being yeah. paramount. And, and Jodie Foster. I think she didn't like Ian Botham. I think I've carried that on. <laughs> um, who else? I don't a few. Think, you know, this is, this is funny because I was at my mum's house this week and Ian Botham came on the telly and she expressed a view on Ian Botham as well that was not complimentary. Oh, now, well, that's I've that, interesting. I've made that sound worse than it was, but I think he's now selling some sort of... Um, old person tech i can't remember what it was but i think it's a foot bath i think beefy's now selling yeah and i think that advert came on and my mum just went oh god also he's in the house of lords what more does he want come on beefy wants some of that sweet sweet foot bath coin do you think he's in the house of lord house of lord i think he sits in the house of lords in his foot bath didn't you just hear a faint lord botham of foot bath passes the salts Pass me, Lord, the Epsom salts. Footbaths were big in the 90s, weren't they? I remember them being advertised in the Daily Mail a lot, and they sort of went away. Yeah. Now they're back. This big crack. idea that a footbath would solve all your problems. Yeah, absolutely. Rubbish. Sort of home fad. I don't know. I just think I'm too ticklish to enjoy it. I, I, it's not my cup of tea. <laughs> also, the thing's going to end up like, you're basically making foot soup, aren't you? It's just going to end up like... You don't have to shrink it afterwards. I mean, by that virtue, you'd never have a bath. Well, no, but you're going to have to scrub the thing down, aren't you? Imagine an old man using a foot bath. Scrub it down. What state are your feet in? 
but you're just boiling your toenails. You it's get those companies like... in who clean out wheelie bins. <sighs> like with a karcher. Did you see somebody kindly tweeted us this week after your sale of the wobble board to one of our listeners? Um, did you see the lady lying back on the wobble board? <laughs> it's such a funny video. I've watched it every day this week at least once. It's brought me intense joy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love it. It's the fact that she carries on talking. I think because I think she does know what she's doing. Of course, she, she knows. Does know. It's funny. She manages to not laugh at all and just have try and have a regular conversation while lying on a wobble board. It's the fact that she's on her back's like a whole head is wobbling. She's got the <laughs> yeah. angle absolutely right. I just want it out of my tummy now. But there are parts where like her skull is going down and her face <laughs> is going up. Yeah. It's such a mat. You like her face is moving so far off her head. Yeah, and her daughter who's filming doesn't laugh. That could be a part of the show where we we describe viral videos without showing. Yeah, John and Fordy take out the fun. Oh, oddly on that, mm-hmm. you know what has become part of my bedtime routine? Um, crying. No, guess again. You <laughs> <laughs> realised you had guessed. <laughs> Um, well, it's obviously to do with viral videos, is it? Close. Uh, you, like you've been framed montages. No, I like looking at um, dog memes. <laughs> I just find it was so relaxing to watch videos of funny dogs on social media before going to bed. I do the same thing with my daughter in the morning. She my runs God, into it's my like bed, and we watch I, dog and, I'll be, and cat. I'll be going to. I'll be like, I want to, and, and then my partner will say, right, this is the last one now, and then you've got to turn the lights out. <laughs> Oh, man, don't make this be the last one. Oh, that's, uh, you've got so much in common with my six-year-old daughter. <laughs> Just worrying on so, so many levels. Um, she watched a video from our good friend Pete Furman this week who uploads fantastic magic tricks onto his oh, Instagram man. feed. And uh, he's done one where at the end he calls the viewer a moron. And my daughter has really taken to that. And she's also watched an episode of Teen Titans Go where she's picked up the phrase, Go eat some broccoli, you dirty little vegan. <laughs> and she says that to me now on a daily basis. Oh, well, let's all go and eat some broccoli. Oh, I've had too watch much. Watch some doggy memes and we'll all be better off next week. Who enjoyed the absolutely spectacular, and while we're talking about red cards, uh, commiserations to the 11,000 FPL managers with uh, Mateus Cunha in their team, who didn't play in the Wolves game and scored minus three. Um, What did you make of the insanity at Fulham? Three red cards in two minutes. Okay, so let me let me just talk you through my Sunday. Um, I had my political party show on Monday night. Um, And as you know, that requires... A, a, a sort of depressing amount of preparation uh, yeah. writing comedy. So just well, like, it's interesting that you say that because I don't think the listener will be aware of that because it doesn't come across. So because <laughs> you plan that stuff in advance, don't you? Yeah. 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 So it, it's just a, basically just writing every day and it's just become like a permanent piece of homework that's never finished. But I do love doing it. Um, <laughs> so on the Sunday, I'm just exhausted and... Um, uh, just like, well, I'm going to set my laptop for a few hours. And then I thought, do you know what? If I finish in time, I might watch Man United Fulham. Mm-hmm. So I stick it on for a bit. And, and I, I don't think I've ever had this thought before. I just thought, F- this, I'm going to watch JFK. You know, the film by Oliver Stone. 
three and a half hours long. I don't think anyone's ever had that thought before. I think that's... It was just such an odd craving. You know, it was like craving something very specific. Have you seen it before? Yeah, but not... It's one of those films I've always thought, I'm not sure I concentrated properly. Three and a half hours long, man. Yeah, I had that a lot in the Swindon years. I'd get hammered and watch films. Just no recollection of them whatsoever. Well, I was, you know... Yes, I, I think I probably had watched it during a Swindon time. Um, and then was uh, I just thought, you know what, I'm going to watch it. For listeners unaware, would you like to tell listeners when you stayed at my house for New Year's Eve what you chose to watch on New Year's Day? <laughs> One of the worst decisions of my life, and you tried to talk me out of it. In fact, you left the room and we watched Requiem for a Dream. <laughs> and it is, I will never, ever watch New that Year's again. Day. Everyone's Jesus. watching Herbie. Let's, let's watch Herbie Rides again. I've not seen that. Requiem for a dream. Sat there traumatized. I went to my room, didn't I? I said, "You, you go down on this shit, mate." It is a horrible film. It, it really psychologically um, disturbing, and it was weak. It took me weeks to get over that. Yeah. I, I was shaken to my boots. So you've um, learned your lesson, and now when you're stressed out about an upcoming gig and Forrest's possible relegation, you decide to watch JFK about a man having his uh, life ended whilst driving through the city of Dallas. On the eleventh, right. on the twenty second of November, nineteen sixty three. It's more. Did you know that, or did you Google it? No, I knew that because of the Stephen King book. Okay, a fantastic book called Twenty Two Eleven Sixty Three or Eleven Twenty Two Sixty Three. I think the way it's written. And now I'm googling it to check out. I've got it. That's right. all right. No, no, no I'm taking it at face value. Um, buffoon. It was more. I wasn't trying to cheer myself up by watching a film about the assassination of the president. It was more that. It was basically comfort food. I felt physically exhausted. I just thought, you know what? I'm just going to flop out and just watch a long film. Oh, you didn't flop it out. <laughs> I kept falling asleep, right? So it's a long film as it is. It took me about six hours to watch a three and a half hour film. Just kept dozing off on the city. And then I texted a um, friend of the show, Borley, and um, was like, oh, uh, is there you watching the game? I was like, nah, I couldn't be asked. He said, you've just missed like the most incredible minute mm. in football. I was like, What? He tells me about it. I was like, you fool. Because I've been falling asleep anyway. I might as well have had the game on. I just thought, what silly decision. Really lambasting myself. I tell you what, though, because I didn't see it either. It's one of those things that isn't diminished at all by watching it after the event, I think. A goal for your club is the worst thing to miss. But a moment of insanity like that, I I watched it afterwards on on Twitter, and I, I lost none of its zeal. I was squealing on the toilet. I <laughs> I love every bit of it and Mitrovic. Is, yeah, can I be honest? I've never liked him. I think you're in good company there. Wasn't there some to do with a flag or something a couple of years ago? I have a vague recollection that he had some inappropriate. I haven't checked in with producer Danny, but I think the one thing we're fine to do on this podcast is speculate on uh, misdemeanors of the past. So Excellent. what are you say Mitrovic has done? He burned I think the he um... had a, a problematic symbol in the dressing room or a flag that was offensive the union flag you're saying and then pissed on it (laughs) some that what you're saying no it it, it was something i think he had like a problematic uh, that's a vague record anyway so i just i always just thought yeah and then um he can't grab the referee no can't behave like that i've banned him for like years well they're talking about 10 games aren't they is that long enough? But then they're then they're saying, why not the similar thing for um, the diving rat bag at Manchester United? What's his chops? Old whinge bag, uh, who also grabbed an assistant referee last week and wasn't Casemiro. Oh no, no, no. They're they're oh, it's half the game on the floor. 
pathetic piece of shit. Fernandez. Did he grab the ref, did he? Grabbed an assistant referee uh, the week before. And, yeah, uh, retrospective. Whatever. Get him. Do not lay your hands on matchday officials. End of. Zero tolerance. Lifetime ban. That's what I say. <laughs> what do you say? Call me. Text me. I'm here Call me, text 6 a.m. You know what? You're a loser. <laughs> God, it'd be so good to have a show like that, wouldn't it? Again. Yeah, you did have to, yeah. Oh, man. There's part of me that really itches for it. I think we can bring that feature back. Um, we could bring a feature where we get a listener on the line each show and you, you just absolutely slag them off. I'm sure there'll be plenty of people who are into that. It's a kink now, isn't it? It's basically, like, um, it's basically like those men who dress up in nappies and uh, have their bottoms wiped, I think. We could, well, we email could, us, hello at cpfpl.com, if you want me to just basically roast you. Um, yeah. Now, I don't want to go to hit the post too early, but it, I, I've just seen an email mm. from Carl. Yeah. You may remember I tried to guess his um, yes. whole life, really. Yes. Do you want me to read it or do you want to read it? Okay, you read it. Here we go, Carl Sargent. Oh, here we go. The 90s wrestler. Hi, guys. I'd like to say well done to 4D. You yes. successfully guessed some details of my life correctly. I did live up north and I do have dark hair. I'm from Liverpool, not Manchester. I thought mentioning Everton staying up instead of Leeds might have given that away. However, I do not work in radio, advertising, or PR. I work in the fitness industry. But I did play and write music in a band for over 10 years, so you're correct on the creativity angle. Wow. I don't wear a black woolen coat, collar up or down, as I have absolutely no need for one, having moved from the cold north of England to the sunny beach town of Port, and I'm going to check the pronunciation here, Macquarie in Australia. Perhaps Port Macquarie could feature in Manchester City. Continue to love the podcast. Cheers, Carl. Wow. Should we go live to Manchester City now so we can picture where Carl's emailing from? Yeah. It's Port Macquarie, Port M-A-C, and then yeah. Q-U-A-R-I-E. Got it. So, I, I mean, I would say that was broadly a win. I think I got a lot of stuff right about Creativity, North of England, hair. I mean, these are all things. There's probably only four people in the country that applies to. He's got a coat. <laughs> I love the fact that one of the things that she got wrong is that he wears a coat. Well, no, specifically, there's a black woolen <laughs> coat with a collar popped. Could see yeah, it very okay. clearly, you know. All right. Okay, here we go. Port, Port Macquarie. Macquarie? Macquarie. I feel like I'm saying that wrong. I, I've gone for Macquarie, but I'm not happy with it. Do you know, usually I'd say it'd be more flamboyant, do you know? And and here's some of my... Um, uh, uh, um, Spit it out, man. Prejudice. It's yeah. a new feature called Rico's Prejudice. Oh, lovely. If it had been anywhere other than Australia, I would have thought, I bet it's pronounced weird, but Australians are so route one, I thought it'll just be Macquarie, won't it? Okay. Anyone else would be like, oh, perhaps it's Macquarie or something. That's bloody Macquarie, mate. Mac, and then Qua, and then Erie, you stupid galah. It's a port, and it was built by a guy called Macquarie, right? You flaming idiot. Getting back in my ute, going back home. <laughs> Ooh. Well, it was founded as a penal settlement, so maybe you've you've, you've channeled that sort of criminal persona, um, and it replaced Newcastle as the destination for convicts who'd committed secondary crimes in New South Wales and fulfilled the trial of previous two decades. So let's just get what was that? I just saw the word flogging in here. 
under its first commandant, Francis Ullman, who was fond of flogging, the settlement became a hell where the convicts had limited liberties, especially in regard to being in possession of letters and writing papers, which could get convicts up to 100 lashes. Oh How my God, ironic this is the bleakest one yet. To have received an email from a place where convicts were denied the ability to write letters. Wow. I mean, it just shows how much they've come along at Port Macquarie, doesn't it? It's not the place it was. Fond of flogging. Fond. Mm. You you know, you're fond of animals, aren't you, really? Or or, or maybe a particular chocolate bar. Not flogging. Yeah, it suggests he sort of does it. And it's not like he's really into it. He's not like jumping up and down, clapping his hands. He's just like, oh, that was nice. Yeah, it seems to take the aggression out of the flogging. I am Mm. fond of an afternoon flogging. I don't mind a flog. Not Francis, you are a devil. Talk to me about Port Macquarie now. And has it got the little thing at the top of the page where you can click and it'll say it for you so we can confirm the pronunciation? Fuck. Sorry, I'm just reading about this. This is absolutely oh, nuts. So before we go to that. Because this is a man who chooses to watch Requiem for a Dream and JFK in his downtime has stumbled across a website about flogging. I think we may have lost Matt Ford for the rest of the podcast. It just it, it, This is so unusual because usually Wikipedia pages about places are just about the terrain, mm-hmm. you know, fairly dull stuff. This is just off the scale. <laughs> I mean, oh, my God. So listen to this. Because of the lack of liber- liber- li- li- the lack of liberties, li- lack of liberties of the settlement, Governor Ralph Darling quickly sent there many specials or literate convicts with a decent education who had voiced negative views about him. Later on in the settlement's history, disabled convicts started to arrive. One-armed men would be grouped together and required to break stones. Men with wooden legs would become delivery men, and the blind would be given tasks during the night, which they perform more skillfully than those with sight. I mean, it's absolutely horrific. We can only assume that Carl Sargent hasn't read this information before moving out there. Yeah, what was it, Carl, that attracted you to this place? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my word, listen to this. And In 1847, just on the old uh, population. I was choking on it. In 1847, there were 819 people there. 599 of them were men and 220 were women. It then says the gender disparity was probably due to the penal station there at the time, which is full of convicts. God, this is like, I'll tell you what, you need to make a film about this with Nick Cage. This needs to be like a big, mad, violent film. Oh, I think we might be saying it wrong. How do you mean? Very hard not to dwell on the past here with Port, Port Macquarie. Macquarie. Port Macquarie. Port Macquarie. Port Macquarie. Port Macquarie. Um, okay, so now, I mean, it's basically all the all notable people. Let's see what there is here. Let's see if you've heard of any of these. Gareth Walden, the racing driver. No. Nope. Isaac Levido. No. Nope. He's in the news a lot. Who is he? He works at number 10. Does he? Oh, oh my God! Lot, of course, well, of course. This is the thing: is um, fond you know, of with, flogging. With, well, with Linton Crosby and all that, that there's been an Australiafication of of British politics. But oh my God, very talented political advisor Isaac Levida, and he's from there. I have to say, I think this is the most fascinating of all the places we've ever heard about. Well, and I think that says more about you uh, than it does about Port Macquarie or Manchester City. It's got a beach. It's got lots of yep. beaches. Dogs can yep. be walked off leash at Lighthouse Beach, guys. <laughs> so that's good to know, isn't it? That's a, that's a that's a bit of a palate cleanser, isn't it? After Not all that stuff. Not for you. You're about... scared of dogs. I thought that well, made you hate man. it more. 
sat there trying to enjoy a 99 with a flake and you've got a big Doberman slobbering all over you. But I would go to the other beaches, wouldn't I? I'd go to the, to the Leash Beach. The Nudie Beach. No. I always find that weird, don't you? You just think, oh, God. Well, you haven't got long left, mate. You want to live these experiences now. You don't want to find out you're into it in one of your remaining. How many years did you have left? 24? 24 years. TikTok. Um, something that's gone your way, John, is oh. the reaction to the duvet chat we had this week. Uh, oh, Reece lovely. Griffiths. Yeah. Reese Griffiths yeah. has been in touch on Twitter. He says, I'm weighing in on sleeping arrangements. The two duvets, one bed setup is essential for a happy home. Game yes. changer once embraced. Well done, Reese. Well done. And to you and your partner, I wish you all the best. I don't want to go into full details. Um, I just want to check. It's separate duvets, not a, a sort of barrier to an emotional relationship. Uh, well, I think separate beds is a barrier to an emotional relationship. I think separate duvets is is um, is the. It, it depends on how you sleep. Do you know what I mean? If you're fairly still, but mm-hmm. I like my first sleeping position: roll to the left, tuck under on the right hand side; roll to the right, tuck under on the left hand side. Like the cha cha slide. I really sausage roll myself. Um, left foot, one stamp. Tuck myself right in, and that's how I like. To, that's how I like to relax. I'm not going to sleep like that. But that just those first couple of minutes, just tucked in, pillow up. That's nice, and I can do that. You can't do that on a double with one duvet because when you roll to the left to tuck under the right hand side, you're pulling it off your partner. Right foot, two stumps. So, <laughs> someone else has been in touch on that very matter. Someone calling themselves eBay stuff for sale says yes. The cocoon method. Who yes. knew a football podcast would have such great life hacks? No more duvet ending up on the floor every bastard time. <laughs> Whoa. So you stuff on eBay to some very angry guy. <laughs> the cocoon method. So is that what it's called? Did you co- did you coin that phrase last week? Uh, I can't remember if I've called it the sausage roll this week. So, you know, if I did call Vegan it the sausage cocoon. roll, surely. Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. But the, the filling isn't what... Uh... Oh, but you're meat, aren't you? And if you're in there, you're not. Well, I am a vegan, though, so you could describe it as either, I guess. The point is the duvet is the pastry. And and much like a sausage roll, I don't do the final step. I don't lift the feet and tuck them under because I like my feet to breathe. So I do leave a little bit of meat dangling out of the end of the pastry. Uh, (laughs) Ugh. That's not a nice thought. (laughs) So what, you get cold feet in the night? No, I get hot feet. So I like to leave my feet out of the duvet. I'm not scared of monsters anymore. Good. I leave them dangling right out. Chow down. I need to. Uh, I would say I need to have a, roughly a quarter of my body outside the duvet at any one point for um, temperature regulation methods. Okay. And do you rotate which quarter that is? It depends what position I'm in. If I'm in a quite an awkward position, I'll just stick a, a dog leg out the back. <laughs> Sometimes I like to have my back exposed. I find that very refreshing. Oh. <laughs> Front warm, back cold. I'm like, yes. Come on now. That's so nice. you lie on your front with the the duvet only from the waist down. Lie my side. What's wrong with that? Lie on my I side. Don't know. And then basically, I I'm wearing know. it like a backless dress. I'm like a glamorous <laughs> film star at a premiere. <laughs> and what I do is I just occasionally sort of coquettishly look over my shoulder to the wardrobe <laughs> as if to say, "You want it?" <laughs> yeah, I'm like this early. I've got like my back totally open. I'm not this early. <laughs> yeah, I just think you know what. If 
you are so I like can drop the weight game. and get into that. Yeah. Um, well, while while you're in this character, we've mm. had a an animal weapon location that I think deserves the resurrection of the feature. Um, Richard Owen um, says, Doc, smashed alcoholic dandelion and burdock glass bottle, goose fair Nottingham. Whoa. There's, Whoa. Uh, there's a lot going on there. It's a real feast for the senses. Okay. My God. Look down at all that. It's quite scary up here, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, but I'm all right. I got my dandelion. <gasps> oh, shit, I dropped it. Wank, 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 wank. Oh, my face! <laughs> so that was a couple on the big wheel. Oof, yeah. Oh, I've pictured all of that, mate. That was yeah, very vivid. It. That was the most vivid today. Yeah, there was a duck down there. It drank the dandelion and burdock, picked up a shard of the broken glass and then stabbed someone else with it. Yeah, very often people focus on the backstory of the characters. I think that's that's true of film. But it's nice to hear more of the backstory about the bottle. Mm. You know, where did the bottle mm. come from? How did it become smashed? You know, we could have easily abandoned that with how have we got a pissed duck at a fair? But you've I got, think, no, let's focus on the bottle. Yeah, I, I think um, one of the things I wanted to do with this show was really just kind of hold a mirror up. Mm, 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 and obviously, mm. mirrors are made of glass. And I think, mm. you know, it's one of those dimensions where if you get it, you get it. And if you don't, it's fine. But it's better if you get it because then you're clever like me, you know? Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I was just thinking, I've not done an O-Nano. What's my name for a while? No, I was just about to say, do you want to do one? I've got one if you haven't got one. Ooh, yeah, go on then. Um, all right, then. Hello. Hello, mate. Oh, come on in. How are you doing? Bloody awful. Oh, no, what's happened? You, you've seen what's bloody happened, mate. I haven't checked the voice. Just okay. uh, just to be clear on that, I'm just aware that there's 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 a story developing. All right. Yeah, and I, I, I'm va- I think I've got I think I've probably guessed this early, but I'm gonna all right. I'm gonna let it unfold. <laughs> yeah. What are you upset about? Bloody everything. Well, not me. I'll come. I'll come to the party at the right time. I've, you you need to have a look at yourself. Do you know what I mean? You invite people to a party, but I don't think you really want to host a party. I think you just bloody, you just want an easy time. You just want to open a bottle of bloody Lambrini and people have themselves. You want to host a party, you go week in, week out. You got to have the crisps out, the nibbles. You got to check the air conditioning. It's not good enough. Your landlord, why is why is the bloody why is the bloody hallway in such a state? You know, right at the top. I say, if you want to host a party, why you not had a party in the last twenty years? But you're at the party, so do you not need to reflect on the reasons you're here and your role in things? I'm throwing shapes, mate. I do the bloody worm. Uh, I, I put. I've got a CD mixtape I can bring. Put some tunes on. There's not like yeah. I can do if you're serving bloody volovants in bloody 2022-3. Yeah, but do you not? Um, by the way, are you feeling okay physically? Yes, fine. Thank you for asking. Oh, you you not been? I have been. Not poorly, been but I'm all right now. You are. That's why I've come to the party because I'm all right now. Maybe you're not who I thought you were then. But if you if you if you had a bit of a, an issue, oh, I've been poorly. Yeah, I've been poorly, but I'm yeah. all right now. That's why I come to. That's why I come back to the party. You had a party last week. I wasn't here. I sent my mate. But now I come to the party myself. So if you're so angry, why are you still at the party? 
Why don't you just leave the party? Well, why don't you tell me to leave the party? Well, it's not up to me, is it? You're here with your own free yeah, will. Yeah, you tell me to you. leave the No, 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 because if I leave the party, everyone says, oh, he chickened out of the party. No, I want you to tell me to leave the party because then I come here in good faith. But if you tell me to leave the party, I go to my friend's party down the road where I can win things again. And what party would that be, Antonio? <gasps> Hello, mate. Yeah. Where do you think you're going to win anything with that attitude? Italy. Yeah, which club? Verona. Why Verona? In Shakespeare, Shakespeare, isn't it? Yeah, I thought so. I read the Shakespeare. I'm a very clever man. I'm a good manager. I know what I'm doing. You're a good-looking guy. Thank you very much. In an odd way. What do you mean, odd way? You're a sort of handsome pig. You bastard. (laughs) What food would you like, then, before you go? Uh, take us some bread, olives, a uh, little bit of olive oil. You want something a bit more substantial? No, thank you. Just some bread and olives. Okay. Um, they're just over there. All right. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'll take you over to the table. Hold on. Let's just get away from everyone else. I don't want to look at the table, mate. The table lies. <laughs> uh, Table's not everything, in it? Yeah, listen. Come to my house and behave like this. You're not welcome, pal. Comprende? Okay. okay, Daniel, thank you. Daniel? Oh, You're I Daniel it. Levy, innit? Do I oh, look I like come Daniel to Levy? the wrong bloody party, and I? Do I look like Daniel Levy? Yes. Well, it's time for you to Daniel Levy. Oh, very nice. Thank you very much. Okay, then, bye. Very rare we end on a gag. I know. You managed to get a couple in there, John. Well done. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. Um, yeah, really good. I mean, you are very clever, aren't you? I mean, I don't think anyone would be in any doubt. Uh, you got it early doors, I think. Big story. I got it, it very content. early. I could sort of tell because that that was probably the one I Because the accent do. was so good, right? Yeah, and obviously, look, big news story, sure. I mean, I just can't believe that. You know what? It's, it's like, and sorry to be all sort of, uh, you know, Mr. Politics here, but when... Rishi Sunak starts saying, oh, you know, the last couple of years, the people trying to get into this country on small boats is a quadruple. He's like, you've been in charge, mate. Mm. What, what, you don't talk about it like it's the weather and you've had no control over it. That's what drove me mad about Conte was he can have his concerns with the ownership, fine. But as for motivating the players, that is what he is he's employed to do. Mm. That isn't just a mission. He has failed at his job. Do you think things started to go really toxic at Spurs from about the point you started going there? On your little corporate jollies. Firstly, I did not go to Spurs in the corporate seats. You're the epitome of what is wrong at Spurs. People like you, passionless non-fans, going to see the magic beer fill up from the bottom. I was one of the most passionate people in the stadium that day. I squealed when he got a red card on that VAR. I was leading the charge, pal. So, no, I'm not part of the problem. They need more people like me down there. They need to be recruiting. And by all means, use the, if you are Tottenham Hotspur, get in touch. Hello at cpfpl.com. Um, and we have had some other emails on other matters. And, yes, there's uh, a wonderful email about uh, our old man, Tat. Um, our old what? Nathan. So, Nathan says, Hello, John and Matt. At the end of last week's Gary Splash episode, you read out Rob from Worthing's email about how his missus left him last year and you were going to give him a housewarming box. Get this. As it happens, I'm also from Worthing and my wife also left me at the end of last year. 
what are the chances? So whilst you're in town, if you can find enough stuff to fill another box, I'll gladly take anything you've got to help furnish a new place, which I am yet to find. What are the odds? And it makes me think, and we've done this before with our friends in America, perhaps we need to get um, Rob and Nathan together. In that is Worthing, a great idea. For a beer, we'll turn up with a few. Uh, I've got a I've got a box of pint glasses um, that I can, I can offer. There's some Guinness ones in there, some Theakstons, some Pedigree. We do need to deliver on this. So, guys, if you get in touch with producer Danny and let him know your oh, address. I've got his address, mate. Oh, have I've you? I've got Rob's address, yeah, because he's getting the six music pen and he's getting a few other bits and pieces. And I'm okay, in you share it with this me. weekend. Okay. You share it with me and I'll send stuff direct as well. All right, then. Well, are you sending then, stuff then, to Nathan or are you sending stuff to Rob? Nathan and Rob. So, Nathan, let us have your email, uh, your your home address, and we'll send you stuff. Um, and uh, we'll send stuff to Rob as well. Um, I mean, I, I, I hope this podcast hasn't played a part in people's wives or husbands oh, leaving. Oh, God, them. don't say that. I hadn't thought of that. Have we been cited in proceedings? Oh, I'd like to think not. What because they're because they're like because these people have become really serious or because their laughter is like you know maybe they're they're laughing so much yeah or just obsessed they just it's all they talk about CPFPL this CPFPL that yeah you didn't even notice that I was wearing a backless dress because you're banging on about CPFPL <laughs> for Why instance you keep shouting you're just like Liz Hurley you're just like Liz Hurley <laughs> um, Louis Chapman's been in touch oh yeah says I listen to the pod whilst I walk from my car to my work, which is 15 minutes. Otherwise... What? What do you mean, what? But I don't understand why he's driving to work, but then leaving a 15-minute... What If you're driving to work, why have you still got a 15-minute walk? Well, it could be to do with um, parking costs. It might be cheaper to park 15 minutes away and walk rather than use the car park near. I want more information. Could be double please. yellow lines. Could be all sorts of things. It, it could be, of course, couldn't it? But it would be nice to know be nice if people emailing the podcast took the time to give us the pertinent information. Louis, if you could get back in touch with that pertinent information, we'd be very delighted. Anyway, Louis goes on to say, if I don't listen to the pod, I have to listen to children enjoying life on their way back to school, and I can't have that. (laughs) He says, also, when Matt said he would fight bare knuckle, I couldn't help but imagine Matt clutching his hand in pain as a layer of his eczema-prone skin is scraped off on someone's stubbly jaw. Surely you'd have to wear a cotton glove filled with a vino cream. Good point. Good point. Bare knuckle and my zombie flesh would just rot off its bones. You don't get enough bare knuckle fighters in cotton gloves. No. It could be a whole part of your thing. Um, that That is all we've got time for this episode. Uh, don't forget to get in touch. Hello at cpfpl.com if you've been affected by any of the issues raised in today's show. Tweet us at ComediansFPL. And for the love of God in your own body, share, subscribe and review because it helps us get up the league that matters, the podcast league. Don't forget to subscribe to anotherslice.com for extra content, bonus, exclusive Diamond Club access. And we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.